Welcome to Beyond the Games, your daily insight into Guernsey 2023. Proudly sponsored by SG Kleinwort Hambro's Bank Limited, Guernsey Branch and Jersey Branch. Five days of action on the water will decide the medals in sailing. Coordinator Nikki Barker tells us what to expect from the Ilka fleet and how to follow events even if you are stuck on the land. Thanks for coming in today. We really uh, appreciate having you giving us your time to take us through what to expect from the sailing programme at the Island Games. Well, it's a pleasure. Um, and uh, yeah, sailing's not a sport a lot, of, a lot of people have got familiarity with. So I think it's important that we, we talk about sailing as well as, you know, obviously the football and other sports as well in the Games. I mean, I guess it's, it's a really good platform for you to expose the sport to new people as mm, well. Absolutely. Um, but one of the great things about Guernsey is we've got the Guernsey Sailing Trust here. And um, so that gives um, every island youngster the opportunity to have a go at sailing. But this is certainly seeing, seeing sailing, you know, if, if they get to watch at all or see the boats as they launch, they get to see uh, much faster boats and um, competitors who've been doing it for many years. Uh, so I think it's, it, you know, it's very exciting all round. And, um, and in terms of those boats as well, so w what, what have we got for the, this programme? Um, we're using um, a 14-foot sailing dinghy called the Ilka. Um, previously known as Laser um, and they've been sailed at Island Games since the inception of the Island Games or there or thereabouts. Um, it's a single-handed dinghy um, but it's quite um, clever in many respects. It's one hull um, but you can have different rig sizes. So when the dinghy was first invented back in the 1960s it came with a really quite large sail um, now known as the Ilka 7 sail, seven, seven square meters there or thereabouts. Um, over the years because more and more people want to sail it, but the seven sail is really quite large and you need to be pretty heavy to be able to sail the boat competitively and keep the boat upright and, and so on and so forth as, you, as you're racing. They've um, introduced smaller rigs, so they brought in the what was called the radial rig, is now the Ilka 6 rig, um, and that's suitable, uh, more suitable for women and for, for youth sailors. And in fact, the Ilka 7 and the Ilka 6 are both the single-handed uh, single boats that are sailed at the Olympics. And then more recently still, there's an even smaller sail, which used to be known as the 4.7 rig, but is now called the Ilka 4 rig. Um, and that's for, you know, young, young youths, older juniors, you know, sort of aged about 14. Um, so you, you've got these boats, which is the same hull, but different rig sizes. So you can s keep sailing that boat as you, as you grow older, or grow bigger. Um, what we've done, or what they do for the, for the island games, is they have two fleets. They have the Ilka 7 fleet and the Ilka 6 fleet. So we get over, uh, we're getting over 24 hulls, and we're getting over 40 rigs. So we'll have um, 15 Ilka 7 rigs, and they will sail, for example, um, on Sunday morning, sun, the, the morning of Sunday the 9th of July. So they'll all go out sailing. They'll have their two races. They'll come back again at lunchtime, give or take. Um, they'll take the big rig out, they'll put a Ilka 6 rig in, and the Ilka 6 sailors will go out in the afternoon and sail the same hull, but a different rig, and they're gonna have their two races. And then the next day, it'll be the sixes go out in the morning and the sevens go out in the afternoon, and we keep flip-flopping like that all through the week. And where are the boats coming from as well and all that? Um, the boats are being leased to us by the uh, by a manufacturing company, Ovington Boats, actually. They've been um, sterling for us. Um, very um, forward-leaning to, to help us um, achieve this. 
um, and they're going to be uh, freighted over in a curtain-sided lorry. Uh, I've learnt an awful lot of interesting <laughs> words. <laughs> um, and so they're going to arrive, ish or t- t- um, give or take, the, the week before the games. And then we have to put them all together, make sure that we've got all the bits and pieces, which I'm sure we will have, but you know, put the right bits with the right boats and so on and so forth um, before the sailors arrive. And for anyone coming down and watching on the day, what... Where should they go? What should they expect? What, what's the best place? Well, it's interesting, actually, because, of course, sailing isn't, doesn't take place in a stadium. Um, and there was discussion at one point about whether we should try stadium, stadium sailing, effectively, so racing in somewhere like Havelock Bay. But the wind is so fluky in there. Um, it would be great for spectators because they can see what's going on, but it's not so great for the sailors. They don't get fair racing. So... Um, the, the racing is going to take place primarily in Belgrave Bay because you get a good clear wind there for most most part. Um, we're launching um, from outside... Well, the boat's going to be kept close to the Guernsey Yacht Club um, near the Model Yacht Pond. So in the mornings, uh, you'll be able to come down if you want to to that area. Um, it'll be closed off to traffic, but you can you know pedestrians can walk around there. And... Um, you, know, you can watch the boats being rigged and you can watch boats being launched. And the um, expected launch time every morning is going to be 9.30 in the morning. So they'll be rigging from about 8.30, give or take. Um, launch, they'll then sail out to the race course, which is out in Belgrove Bay. So you can watch them from around the Model Yacht Pond area, the edge of the harbour. You can watch them sail out. If you're a member of the Guernsey Yacht Club, you can go into the Yacht Club and, and watch from there. Um, actually watching the racing itself... Uh, is more difficult. If you own a boat that you can get out on the water, then you're welcome to come out towards the race course, not onto the race course. There'll be about a 100 metre exclusion zone around the race course so the competitors get to race safely and, and fairly. Um, if you don't own a boat, then maybe um, the eastern arm, you can stand on the eastern arm, maybe want a pair of binoculars, but you'll be able to watch from there. Um, alternatively, we're going to put trackers onto all the boats and there'll be a link from the uh, Guernsey 2023 website to track track or you can just go direct to track track and um, then you can follow the racing online from wherever you happen to be the comfort of your office you can you know stand on the eastern arm and watch and, and both on your phone and at the water or indeed if you happen to be in Bermuda supporting the Bermudan team or somewhere else you can watch the racing that way so little little dots going around your screen um, so there are a number of different ways you can watch now, as I say, each day, each day there'll be a changeover at about lunchtime. So again, if you want to watch busyness ashore, um, you know, coming down for about one o'clock, there or thereabouts, you'll see boats coming in, re-rigging, changing over, you know, and so on. And then the boats will go back out again, and then they'll come back in again at about 5.30 in the evening. So, you know, it's, there'll be um, aspects of activity at the, around the Yacht Club and the Model Yacht Pond um, at three or four times during the day and then the sailing will be out in, and hopefully Belgrave Bay um, if we end up with weather conditions such that Belgrave Bay isn't a terribly suitable place to sail then we have an option to um, run a, a layer race course on the Great Bank but that's even further away for spectators <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's not quite so good for spectators in that case. And I guess it is one of those sports where you need to build in contingencies through the week as well because mm. of the weather. And yeah absolutely I mean We've got a programme. We're launching at 9.30. We're coming back at 17.30. That's a great plan. But, you know, it, it, as you say, um, if the weather dictates otherwise, then, then we may well have to amend otherwise. And as far as the competitors are concerned, um, you know, they're, 
steeped in the sport of sailing. They understand that these are the ways that things happen. Um, d delays happen. Uh, timings can come forward, but you have to give competitors sufficient notice of timings coming forward. Um, and we'll just see how things go. We have a reserve day built in for Friday the 14th, which is already a very busy day in town. Um, and we're hoping that we don't have to use that. And we will only use it if we need to even up the number of races held between the two fleets. So um, if, you know, the, the Ilka 6 fleet couldn't get in a couple of races one day, then we, we may end up trying to do it on the Friday. But equally, um, our race officer has um, built in facility or flex within the, um, within the race instructions to say that he could run an extra race on one day or another to, to try to keep everything on the timing track because ideally, of course, we want the competition to be finished on the Thursday night because we've got a medal ceremony planned on the Thursday night and hopefully we've got an end of competition party as well. We'll see how that goes. How tiring, how, sorry, how tiring is a week going to be for the competitors? How used are they going to be to sailing these yeah. formats? Well, I, th I think for the competitors, it's actually going to be... Um, it's not going to be anything unusual. Um, it, because of the nature of, um, of, of the competition, the island games, you, know, you end up with a lot of well, the competitors come from quite remote islands. So a fair number of them won't have sailed as many um, major competitions as others maybe, or, or as people who, if you're living on mainland UK. And so they'll be less familiar perhaps with a regatta situation and sailing you know, four or five hours a day for a week. Um, but equally, actually, all we're asking of them is it should be just two races each day for a five-day period, and then we've got a couple of um, training days beforehand as well, because these, of course, aren't their boats. They need to be able to sail the boat they've been allocated and, and get used to it. Um, so we're, we're not actually... We're not, we're not putting too harsh a programme on them. Actually, I think the people who are going to find it most tiring are um, our local volunteers who are doing things like mark laying, which is really physical, um, and also just sitting on the water as a, as a patrol boat, you know, safety boat. Um, you know, you, you're not actually doing a lot, but you are having to concentrate on you know, how many boats have I still got upright on the water and, and where are they, and, and you're sitting out in the you know, sun all day. It, it's, it's surprisingly tiring, mad though that sounds. And I guess like, it, those volunteers, they're so crucial to getting this event off the ground and run safely, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, it, you couldn't do it without the volunteers. And in fact, we couldn't do it without our volunteer technical officers either, um, of whom probably more later. But you know, the volunteers primarily from the Guernsey Yacht Club, but also um, volunteers who just heard about the Island Games from, from the organising committee and signed up and said, oh, I'm interested in helping out with sailing because, you know, because whatever, you know, they were interested in helping out in sailing. But a, a lot of the volunteers I've got who are on the water um, are people who signed up to assist with the Island Games, you know, when it was going to be in 2021. And um, as a result of the, 20, the 2021 Games being, um, being postponed, the Yacht Club ended up um, putting on um, a number of regatta, well, a regatta each year that was, you know, to keep the team just ticking over. So these guys have effectively been, <laughs> been doing the, a regatta thing every year in preparation for this for far longer than they would normally. So I think they're really, really delighted that actually, you know, they've got the green T-shirt, we're going on the water, it's going to be the Island Games, it's actually going to happen now. 
It feels very real all of a sudden, doesn't it? It and does, it's... Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It feels very close as well. Yeah. And usually you mentioned there about the technical officers as well. There's mm. um, some experience coming over to help out. Oh, yes, an awful lot of experience coming over to help out. Um, so our uh, principal race officer is um, a chap called Peter Saxton, um, and he, he officiated at the 2012 Olympics, um, also actually laser class at that point, Ilkers now, um, so he's got lots of lots of experience in that field, and it, you know, he's been he he's maintained that. It's not that he did the Olympics and then so hasn't done anything since. He's he's been um, a, 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 he's an international race officer. He's been working with um, everyone from the the youngest optimist sailors to you know people sailing ilkers and and all sorts of other yachts and stuff. And he's he works at Cow's Week now as well. So he's got a lot of experience in a lot of different fields, which is, is really useful. Um, our chief mark layer is a chap called Ian Kelly, um, and he and his wife, um, and his wife Sam, actually works with Peter and Peter's wife Sue on the committee boat. So, you know, you've got that team of three, and then Ian is, uh, is the chief mark layer, and he's been doing mark laying for about eight, eight or nine years now, and he's writing a course, or rewriting the R-Way course on it. You know, so he knows all there is to know about Mark Lang, um, and has he came over to you know, try and instill some of that and, and pass on tips and hints to um, to our team over here, who you know we Mark Lay for the for the yacht club, but you know it's it's nothing like it's not not done as technically as as these guys need it done or as fast as well. You know we've we've got more time to spend on it. Um, doesn't mean to say we get any better though, <laughs> by a long way. <laughs> Um, and then we've got um, Pete, uh, sorry, we've got um, David Batty is um, our on-water juror. So he was going to be out in a small rib, really up close with the racing dinghies and making sure that people aren't trying to rock their boat along a bit faster or pump the sails a bit faster just to push them through the water that bit more. So that's that's what he's doing. And talking about those waters as well, is it much home advantage? Yes and no. Um, I think because it is, um, it, it's a course on tidal waters. So if you understand what the tide is doing, you know, if we're towards high tide, it's going to be generally flowing north. If it's towards low tide, it's going to be going south. Then that is, of course, an, op, uh, an, uh, an advantage. And if you understand a bit about how the tide flows around, in this case, Belgrave Bay, then again, that's an advantage. But the course is relatively bounded in size um, it's not like we're going to be sailing from say St Peterport to around Jetu to the back of Herm and then back via St Martin's Point and so on where knowing the waters would have a huge effect um, and indeed when they when people go yacht racing and they they have maybe a big regatta over here if people come over from the UK you quite often put a local knowledge person on board so you know they don't hit too many rocks and, and so on and so forth but I think, um, so I think, yes, there is advantage in understanding the water, understanding, fully understanding the strength of the tide and how much the water level goes up and down and that sort of thing. Um, but I don't think the advantage is as strong as it might be in, in other disciplines in sailing, if you see what I mean. Yeah, and I guess you mentioned it earlier, but there's those practice days as well. Yeah. which helps level the playing field, I guess. These that, are. They will, um, and it gives people the opportunity to go out and, and, and just... Just get a feel for, uh, well, a feel for the water. Obviously, <laughs> you know the, the the you know the the tides and things like that. But also, 
your um, your landmarks as well, um, and just trying to work out you know where north and south is. Not that actually you need to know where it is, but it, it just helps orient you on that on the race course eventually when 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 you get racing the next day. So yes, the practice practice setting will be good, but we'll also be giving the competitors you know a, a, a mini crib sheet about tight and and so on. So you know we're not we're not going to just oh make it up yourself. <laughs> try and find out all your own, own information. We'll give them some help. <laughs> and can you talk a little bit about our team as well and what we can expect from them? Uh, yeah, well I'm hoping our team's going to do really well. Um, they're always very competitive. We've, there are several teams that are, are generally very competitive. Um, but um, this year we've got um, quite a spread in age range. Um, so David Aslett is um, the experienced past master. He's been to many, many Ireland games um, and is, is a team captain. Um, he currently races um, out of the yacht club here. He races a, a different single hander called an Aero, um, but he's a very experienced laser, laser nilka sailor. So, um, you know, we're hoping that um, this year is, is his, his good year. Um, he's, yeah, he's won team medals and so on, but I don't think he's, he's personally stood on a podium as an individual competitor. Um, we've got, so he's racing Ilka 7, and also racing Ilka 7 is Andy Bridgman, who is. Um, he, he um, sailed with uh, the British Norway junior um, training squads and, and so on and so forth. He now races um, foiling single-handed dinghies. So, uh, he's, and in fact, he's, he's campaigning one at the moment um, in Europe and in, in Euro- and UK. So um, it's going to be a bit, bit different for him when he comes back here and, and gets back into an Ilka, but um, I think he'll enjoy that. And then in the um, Ilka Sixes, we've got um, two um, younger team members who've both come up, like Andy actually, through the, the G- GYC's Junior Sailing Programme. Um, Arthur Collinette's currently at university, um, but uh, he came back to race in Jersey a couple of weeks ago at the Jersey Spring Regatta. And Jess um, Watson, who's 16, 15, 16? Um, 16. She, um, she's been racing, <coughs> excuse me, with one of the RYA, training with one of the RYA squads and has been racing at the Euro- Ilka for Europeans recently. And she was also over in Jersey at the Spring Regatta. And uh, they did really well. Jess, Jess won um, light winds, which is um, probably advantageous for her. But, um, but even so, I mean, she trounced the fleet and Arthur came in third. So, um, and both their... Both the Jersey competitors who are sailing in the Ilka Sixes in, in the Ireland Games um, came below them. So that's always a good omen. They keep, everyone to keep, still needs to keep training, obviously. <laughs> so all, all great signs and a really great indication of like, um, how sailing can be for all ages yes, as well, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Like um, you know, in fact, at, at, at the Yacht Club, we've got, um, I would say, a much older age range of people still racing the dinghies than, than, you, than it, quite a lot of yacht clubs. But, um, you know, we've got, um, I think, children out racing from about the age of, you know, eight or nine, most primarily with the junior fleet there. We've got a couple of younger teenagers who are racing with the main adult fleets um, and it's all the way up to, you know, 60, nearly 65 people racing dinghies and then in the ops as well you know again it's a wide age range so it's 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 really good to see okay that's brilliant um appreciate your time no problems at all thank you
Beyond the Games, proudly sponsored by SG Kleinwort Hambros Bank Limited, Guernsey Branch and Jersey Branch.